Hi everyone, how are you doing? Welcome back to Sit Still with Sierra. For those of you who may not know me, or those of you who may know me, but not that well, my name is Sierra Lyons. I am 21 years old, and I'm super excited to be doing this podcast. Um, If you didn't catch episode one, you definitely should go back and listen, because I will be building off of episode one a bit, and I just want you to be in the loop. But I had so much fun um, recording the first episode, and the feedback has been awesome. So many people have messaged me, texted me, shared it, and just told me how much they really enjoyed it and how much they related to it, so I love that. Um, If you aren't already following me on Instagram, go ahead and do that. Follow me at Sit Still with Sierra, and then you can like the Facebook page, Sit Still with Sierra, as well. But I want it to become a more collaborative space and more of a communal space where I can get to talk to you guys a bit since you obviously cannot answer me right now through the podcast. So if you follow me over there, then let's start some conversation this week after you listen to this episode because I really want it to be a bit more communal, like I said. So if you missed last week's episode, the biggest two takeaways that I would say from that podcast episode would be the two lists that I recommended you make. So if you didn't want listen, the first list that I want you to make was five things that you like. The first five things off at the top of your head, it doesn't have to be like exquisite and elaborate. And then write down five things that make you feel low energy. So I also did that because I wanted to, you know, be a part of it and try my best to, um, take my own advice in a sense and actually apply what I said in the first episode. So if you made your list, I'd love for you to share it with me. Um, some people share theirs with me. Some people, you know, told me in per- uh, not, not in person. Goodness. No, not in person. Some people told me like um, through text or on the phone and then some people just put it on their Instagram story. So if you did that, then I would love to see your list. But I'm going to quickly go over the things that I have on my list and kind of reflect and see how much I actually you know applied those things and then I'm going to move on and get into this episode so the five things that I like that I put on my list are sitting outside slushies dance reading and the beach Um, off of the top of my head I know that and the week technically isn't over because I'm recording this early so I still have a couple days to do these things I've definitely read a lot more and I've spent more time outside Um, I have I went to the beach but I think that was before I actually filmed or recorded the first episode so I probably will end up going to the beach um, on Saturday so when you're hearing this right now I will probably be at the beach somewhere Um, so yeah so I definitely have read a lot more I'm reading Big Magic by the lady who wrote Eat Pray Love and then I definitely spent more time outside for sure Um, I want to get back into Zumba I did Zumba and class in person when I was back in Tallahassee but obviously because of what's going on right now I'm not there so hopefully I'll just do some videos on YouTube and do it like that so on my list of things that make me feel low energy I put scrolling all day on social media staying in bed all morning watching too much TV staying up too late and surface level conversations Um, I've definitely had some deep conversations in the past week already or it hasn't even been a week so that has definitely been something surface level conversations has definitely been something I've avoided Um, I did stay up too late still, but I'm working on that, which is kind of like a domino effect to staying in bed all morning, but I've actually done a pretty good job. Um, the only problem is that I like to do schoolwork while I'm sitting in bed, so sometimes it can feel like I'm just in bed all morning, but really I'm doing all of my Zoom classes there. So I think overall I've done a pretty good job of sticking to my list. Like I said, I'm going to complete some things in the next few days to complete the week out. 
but I'm pretty happy with my results. So again, share your results with me and just let me know how that worked out for you. Like if it made you feel any different, if your mood was different, if you can tell the difference that it had when you acknowledge the things that you like and when you acknowledge the things that bring you um, unmotivation and just low energy. So again, this episode is boating off of the first one, which is why it's so important for you to go back and listen. But today I want to talk about growing where you're planted. So you can obviously tell by the title of the episode that that's what I'm going to be getting into. But I'm going to go into detail a little bit about what I mean by that. And I want to specifically talk about the three major um, personality types, introverted, ambiverted, and extroverted. And I want to talk about why you don't need to change your personality to accommodate society. Of course, there will be certain situations where you may have to adapt to your setting a bit more. But so many times I, I hear people say that they wish they, if they were introverted, they wish they could be extroverted. And if they were extroverted, they wish they could be introverted. Maybe not all the time, but at times people wish that they could like flip-flop them. And I just want to spend this podcast pouring into why it's important that you grow where you're planted and I have a couple of little analogies and metaphors to kind of paint the picture here but like I mentioned in the first episode doing the Myers-Briggs test is really helpful because it gives you like a breakdown like a deep breakdown of the different personality types it goes in depth with what your weaknesses what your strengths are um, the type of friends that you need um, people that famous people that have the same personality type as you Um, so it helps you to see like leadership qualities that you may possibly have so that is uh, again highly recommended so you should go back and do that later on but I mentioned before that I'm an ambervert so an ambervert is somewhere right in the middle between introverted and extroverted so I sometimes need my alone time to like recharge and revitalize myself and then other times I need social interaction so that I can also feel energy and re- and feel revitalized so I'm somewhere right in the middle I used to be a hardcore introvert or so I thought but that is when I thought that introvertedness and shyness was synonymous and I quickly learned that that is not the case um, shy being shy and being introverted is two different things so I kind of want to get into that later on in the episode as well and talk about figuring out if you're actually introverted or if you just have some shy tendencies or if certain social settings make you feel a bit shy. So being introverted, like I mentioned before, is all about, you know, using your alone time or not necessarily your alone time, but maybe you thrive more off of smaller group settings. So you're not a big crowd type of person. You're probably not going to be the person in the middle of the dance floor at the club. You're probably going to be somewhere like having a great conversation off to the side with a small group of people. Extroverted personalities, they thrive. I mean thrive off of social interaction. They need to talk to people. They need to interact. They need to hang out, which is why um, this time period that we're currently in, again, I'm trying to avoid the C word just because this is a positive podcast. And yeah, I think we're all aware of what the C word is. But because of the C word, I'm finding that a lot of extroverts are struggling, 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 struggling because they aren't used to having to be alone so much and it makes them feel low energy when they can't interact with people socially, when they can't go out, when they can't hang, when they can't be in big groups, things of that nature. So 
that's why a lot of people say that introverts are fine during this time and extroverts are like hanging on for dear life. Um, ambiverts, they can adapt to their, their the, the situation that they're in and they're setting well. So for me, an ambivert, I have definitely craved social interaction, but I, I am okay with being at home. I'm fine with group chats. I'm fine with, uh, you know, Zoom calls, FaceTimes, things, things of that nature. That helps me to feel connected and I feel like I'm good. So, if you're an ambivert or an introvert, you're probably doing a little bit better right now than the extroverts. I'm going to pray for all the extroverts that are listening, um, because I know that it is difficult for you guys during this time. But, obviously the title of this episode is Growing Where You're Planted, and you're probably wondering what that has to do with anything I'm talking about, and here goes my little analogy. Stick with me here, okay? Ready. Boom. Um, tell me, give me some feedback on this podcast and let me know if this analogy doesn't make sense, but I am planting, currently I'm planting rosemary and thyme because cooking has become like my new hobby, like I love cooking now, and rosemary and thyme just makes everything taste good. It makes potatoes taste good, it makes meat, it makes pizza taste good, so I wanted to grow my own. So I got these cute little pots from Target, like in their value section in the front, and I'm growing my own rosemary and thyme. But as I was standing in my kitchen a couple days ago, I had this epiphany, if you will, and I was like, this is the perfect analogy to use to communicate why we need all your personality types in the world and why you don't need to change who you are. So here we go. Follow me here. So imagine that life is a garden, okay? This is going to sound really cheesy, but just stick with me. Life is a garden, and God is the gardener, okay? So he has his cute little shovel. He has his overalls on. He has even a little hat so that he doesn't get sunburnt because we all need to protect ourselves from UV rays. So he has on his cute little gardening outfit, and he has a huge garden. The garden is life, okay? In one corner of the garden, he is planting the most beautiful, juicy, bright red tomatoes that you've ever seen. Like these are, like as soon as you walk into the garden, which is life, as soon as you walk in, you notice these beautiful tomatoes. Why? Because they're just so vibrant. They're so juicy. They're so beautiful that you can't help but see them. Okay. Those are your extroverts of the world. Remember that. Okay, you know what? I'm switching that. They're not in the corner. They're right in the middle of the garden because they need to be seen. They want to be seen. They need everyone that comes, you know, and walks by to see them and notice them and interact with them so they can socialize. So boom, juicy red, beautiful tomatoes. Awesome. Now, across the way on the other side of the garden, you have these cute little marigolds. Now, they are also vibrant in color, but they are not necessarily the first thing you notice when you walk into this garden because they're a little bit smaller. Now, they're not less important than the tomatoes because the marigolds have their own purpose as well in the garden. And the ecosystem of the garden is dependent on all of the plants, not just one. So although the tomato plant may be more vibrant and you may notice it first when you walk in, the marigolds are still just as important, okay? They're yellow, they're maybe orange a little bit. They're important. They, they matter. They matter just as much as the tomato, the tomato plants because they're a part of the garden boom. Now, those are your introverts, obviously. They are fine being on, you know, in the corner away from, you know, where all the action and the commotion is with the tomato plants. They're fine. They're still thriving. God still tends to them. He's still gardening them. He's still pulling up the weeds out of their life. He's still watering them daily. They're still important. Okay. Now, on the other side of the garden, somewhere in between the tomato plants and the marigolds, uh, you have beautiful, beautiful, okay, pause. 
I am no gardener. I love being outside in nature, but I really can't tell you many plant and tree and flower names. Probably should have had my mom on as a special guest because she can. But let's pretend there is some sort of flower that is somewhere in between the tomato plants and the marigolds. Okay, boom, back to the story. God is watering these, you know, these beautiful plants. Let's just uh, pretend that they, they're a fern. There's ferns in this garden. This garden may not make any sense to you, but this garden is beautiful to God, okay? So we have ferns. Now ferns, they're, you know, they're green. They aren't necessarily a big, vibrant color like juicy red tomatoes, but they are so important and they can adapt to whatever climate the garden may, you know, be in. It doesn't matter if it's rain, shine, they are still thriving. They can, you know, adapt to whatever changes they may be. And they are equally as important to this garden as the marigolds and the tomatoes. So if you have made it through this cheesy little analogy that I am referring to, then you can see why all three personality types are important, just like the tomatoes, the marigolds, and the ferns. I am so sorry if those three plants do not go together. All the gardening people that are screaming internally right now, it's okay. It's okay. I have a different analogy if you don't like that one. But the point that I'm making is that all of these plants have a purpose, and one's purpose doesn't take away from the other's purpose. They all serve their own little role in the garden. They're all important. God the gardener loves all of them. He doesn't discriminate. He's not like, oh, I'm only going to water the tomatoes, or I'm only going to make sure that the marigolds get plenty of sunlight. He cares for all of them, okay? God cares about all three personality types. He cares about the introverts, the extroverts, the ambiverts. And no, the garden, which is life, life doesn't discriminate against all three. You can thrive where you're planted. You can grow where you're planted. You just have to figure out what works for you and not look to your left and right at the tomatoes and the ferns. If you're an introvert, you need to focus on the little pot that you're in and not worry about the tomatoes, okay? The tomatoes are going to grow. They're going to do just fine. You need to be you. Get where I'm going with this? Okay. If that was a little too cheesy for you, I have one last analogy. So pretend that life is a dance club. Now this is not a, you know, scandalous dance club. This is just a nice dance club where people come to have fun, they come to interact, they come to get their groove on, maybe do a little karaoke. Okay, boom. The extroverts, the extroverts are going to be in the middle of the dance floor tearing it up. Every time that comes on, they have to sing the whole thing. They're dancing like it's 1999. Cash Money Records taking over for the 99-2000. Like, they are getting down on the dance floor. Boom. They have their purpose right there in the middle of the dance floor. You can't tell them nothing. The introverts, they get the best seats in the house, okay? They have the nice bar seats that, like, you know the ones, like, at dance clubs or whatever where it's like a nice round booth yeah a booth they have a nice booth where they are maybe people watching they're talking to their nice little group of friends they're ordering I don't know they're ordering Shirley Temples I don't know what they're ordering but they're having a great time thriving in whatever corner of the dance club that they're at and they're not taking away from the extroverts on the dance floor the extroverts aren't taking away from the introverts at the booth boom then you have the extra, the amberverts, excuse me. They are going back and forth. So sometimes they're dancing, but sometimes they don't know the song that's on. So they may go sit down for a little bit, catch their breath, chat it up a bit with the people sitting down. And they're thriving, you know, adapting to both scenarios. They're growing where they are. They're, they're growing where they're planted. They're not worried about what the extroverts are doing. They're not worried about what the introverts are doing because they know their purpose. And that is to adapt to whatever scenario they're placed in. So... 
I hope that this helped you a little bit just get a better idea of why your personality type is important and why you don't need to necessarily accommodate to society. Now, in the first episode, I talked about getting to know yourself, re-meeting yourself, all those beautiful things. So after you take the Myers-Briggs test, which I really hope you do because it is so, so helpful, I hope that that helps put into perspective why your personality type is important in the world. Now, I mentioned before earlier in the podcast um, that sometimes you will be in certain situations where you need to adapt, where you have to adapt, okay? Say you're an introvert and you're at this dance club for your birthday. Now, they are playing Stevie Wonder's Happy Birthday. Stevie Wonder is my favorite. If you know me, you know I love him. Okay, they're playing his rendition of Happy Birthday. Although you may be used to sitting in the corner and just chatting it up with a couple friends, if it's your birthday and they're singing you Happy Birthday, you may have to adapt to the situation and maybe be in the middle of the dance floor while they sing you Happy Birthday. You may have to be seen a bit more than what you're used to. If you are an extrovert and you are at the same birthday party and it's not your birthday, you may have to adapt to the situation and get off the dance floor, back up a little bit, give the person their space, give them their time to shine, okay? That doesn't mean that your your personality type is wrong or that you have to constantly change. That just means that in certain situations, you may have to adapt and change and that's okay. Sometimes when you're in the workplace or sometimes when you're at school, you find yourself having to be more social. You may have to work in groups. You may have to be a bit more collaborative. So some introverts may have to adapt to that situation, that scenario. Um, I've heard people say that they believe that the world is more accommodating to extroverts. I can see where they're coming from, but I haven't really... I think that there's... I, I can definitely get where they're coming from, but I think that there's a way to thrive in all three personality types. I don't think that the world necessarily caters to one more than the other. I think you just have to find what works for you. Um, Again, I I get what they're saying because work in school settings is kind of more extroverted unless you literally work alone. Like you may work from home. You may work from an office or a cubicle where you don't have to talk to people all day. Um, School, growing up in school, you know, K-12, You do have to work in groups at times. You have to, you know, stand up and tell the class your name on the first day of school and tell them three facts about you. And every introvert hates that. I think even extroverts hate that, to be honest. Like, standing up, saying, you know, three little facts about you, what you did this summer, blah, blah, blah. It doesn't get easier. And I found myself still having to do that my third year of college. I'm like, okay, I think I'm a bit old for this, but it's fine, whatever. But I can definitely see where people are coming from where they may think that, you know, extroverts have it a little bit easier in the world because certain settings accommodate them more. But again, every single personality type is important. Um, I watched this YouTuber and she is extremely introverted, but she obviously does her job. She, she sings in a band with her siblings and that's, you know, they've been successful on YouTube doing that for so many years. And so many times she gets questions from her fans and she's like, how do I become less shy or how, or how do I become less introverted? Because a lot of her fans know that she's the introverted one. She's usually the quieter one during the videos and they know that to be true about her. And she always tells them, which I admire, her name's Lauren Cimarelli. She always says that you don't need to change however you are. You need to figure out what you are and then thrive in that. So you don't need to try and become like the person to your left, the person to your right. You need to be you because your role is important as well as whatever other role that you're longing for. So finding, I'm gonna give um, each personality type a couple, a couple tips for thriving in their personality type. So if you're introverted 
and like I mentioned, school and work settings can kind of force you to have to be a little bit more extroverted. I think that pushing yourself out of your comfort zone is important, but I think that it's also nice to figure out how you can thrive and how you are. So the best advice that I have if you're in school um, and work as well, and you're more introverted, is to find a couple, and I literally mean a couple. It does not have to be a plethora of friends and coworkers. Find, if, it, if you have like, you know, six classes, find one to two friends in each class that you can actually rely on to, you know, if you need help with any homework, if you just want to chat, if you, you know, want to study together, things of that nature. Don't worry about trying to conquer the whole classroom. Conquer the, you know, the people in your row, maybe. Conquer the person sitting to your left or your right. But don't worry so much about trying to be the most popular person in the classroom or being the most well-known person in the room. If your personality type is introverted, then just rest in knowing that you can still thrive in school with a couple friends. Um, a lot of people say after they leave high school, you know, even the most popular people, that it really comes down to having that core friend group of like three or four people, and that's what's ultimately important to them. And I, I find that to be true as well. Like the friends that I had in high school, not that I necessarily stopped being friends with everyone, but I am down to like, I have like three close friends from high school that like I really stuck through and I still keep in contact with, um, you know, three years later. So, my advice for the classroom, if you're an introvert, is to do that, is to find a couple people. Don't worry about trying to find everyone. Now, if you're an extrovert and you're in a setting where it is more reserved, more quiet, like say you are put into a group of people at work that you have to work with that are more introverted. So they're not going to be the first ones to necessarily speak up and take initiative in the group necessarily. Um, it doesn't have to be a bad thing, but it can be a little difficult sometimes when you're working in groups. My advice to you as an extrovert is use your conversational skills. Like if you're a conversationalist, really use that to your advantage. So what I mean by that is if you see that you're in a group setting where everyone's pretty, you know, introverted and quiet, you know, get the conversation going. I know that you, you know, you probably have like 10 different tricks up your sleeve for getting people to open up and talk. Use that to your advantage. They will probably open up a lot more and they will probably feel a lot more comfortable if just one person starts it off. So don't, don't um, diminish yourself. Don't make yourself smaller because your social setting may be more introverted. Use what you have to, you know, kind of get the conversation going to thrive. That can be used for work or that can be used for school as well. You know, if you're the, if you're new at work and everyone seems a little, you know, quiet, use that to your advantage. Start the conversations the best way you know how. If you are ambiverted, I think we have it a little bit easier. I'm not going to lie. I think ambiverts have it the easiest because we know how to adapt well. But if you're in a setting where you feel a little bit uncomfortable, in the words of Twitter, read the room. Okay, read the room, sis. <laughs> if you don't know what that means, that means observe, look around, take note of what's going on in the room, and then use that to your advantage. So ambiverts are kind of like chameleons. It's not that they are copycats or it's not that they don't have their own personality. It's that they just know how to thrive well going back and forth. If they're with introverts, they know how to rock the room with introverts. If they're extroverts, they know if they're with extroverts, they know how to rock the room that way as well. So you just have to read the room. Literally observe where you are, take note of, you know, how people are reacting. If people seem really quiet, you know, do what you need to do to maybe get them to open up a bit more. And if everybody in the group is super duper, 
um, opinionated and super, you know, social and you can't really get any control of the scenario, also use that to your advantage. But know that every single personality type is important and I think that it's important that you get to know yourself more because you will know what space you thrive in best. You will know how to thrive where you're planted. So that's why I named this episode Grow Where You're Planted because the garden of life, it needs it needs the tomatoes, it needs the ferns, and it needs the marigolds. And I hope that you don't diminish yourself or feel like there's something wrong with you because of your personality type. Um, sometimes I felt like there's something wrong with me and, uh, you know, growing up in school because at first when I was younger, I was not introverted at all. I was super extroverted. I could talk to a wall, you know? I could talk to anybody. But somehow along the way, I somehow made introvertedness and shyness synonymous and I didn't realize that I was dealing with insecurities that made me feel shy as opposed to actually being introverted so somewhere along the way I lost it but I definitely have it back I know how to rock a room either way so I encourage you this week put yourself in situations obviously with wisdom with everything that's going on right now but put yourself in a situation to thrive where you're planted don't feel like you need to change. So if your family is all a bit more extroverted and you're an introvert, you can still rock the room. Talk to one of your family members. You don't have to go hide in your room, I promise. Or if you are super extroverted and you're with a bunch of introverts in your family, then you know, try and maybe get them to play a game with you, like a board game, or try and do something that is more social and, and fun and will kind of change up the dynamic. But know that you are special, you are important, and you matter, and the way that you were created is perfect. I hope you guys enjoyed this podcast. I hope these weren't too cheesy of analogies for you, and I hope that you get to know yourself a little bit better. I have one more episode in this series of getting to meet yourself or re-meeting yourself, and then I'm going to, you know, change it up a bit, but I really feel like this has been great conversation um, just for me as well, and I've read that so many people have you know, really gotten a lot out of the first episode. So I hope you get something great out of this too. Hope you have a safe rest of your day and don't forget to follow me on Instagram, like my Facebook page and share this podcast with someone. Go share it with an introvert. Go share it with an extrovert. Share it with an ambivert. All right. Talk to you guys soon. Be safe. Bye.